Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is All Our Needs. And my God shall supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory. Phil 4.19. This verse has helped me many times. It has helped me when I have wondered where my next friend bit of wisdom, insight, or meal was coming from. Everything I need today shall be supplied to me. People, jobs, what we have to our immediate disposal are not our source. We have tapped into a greater source, a source of infinite and immediate supply, God and his universe. Um, Just feel so much power reading this. Um, You know, certainly had a week where I made like job my higher power and always after, you know, I was talking to a friend and I was saying, God's my employer. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forget that, too. Um, and that's why I just love going, you know, back to these readings and just to remember that I'm trying to tap into some finite, small source. But, you know, like she's like Melody Beatty says, we have tapped into a greater source, a source of infinite and immediate supply, God and his universe. Our task is to allow ourselves to come into harmony with our source. Our task is to believe in and look to our true source. Our task is to release fear, negative thinking, limitations, and short supply thinking. Everything we need shall be provided to us. Let it become a natural response to all situations and all situations of need. Reject fear. Reject short supply and limited thinking notions. Be open to abundance. Wow, that last line, so much richness in these readings. Reject fear, reject short supply, and limited thinking notions. Be open to abundance. Cherish need because it is part of a relationship to God and his universe. God has planned to meet our every need, has created the need within us, so God can supply. No need is too small or too great. If we care and value our need, God will too. Our part is taking responsibility for owning the need. Our part is giving the need to the universe. You know, like, our part is letting go in faith. Our part is giving God permission to meet our needs by believing we deserve to have our needs and wants met. My God, I could just read this. This is one turning into one of my all-time favorite readings. Because, you know, I, I with a lot of help from a lot of people, including Inner Child Coach, I created a vision board and I realized after it, vision really is prayer. And, you know, um, a lot of, you know, my addictions were like, you know, tied up in vagueness. And I think, you know, like you have to kind of tell people, um, including God, you know, like what you want, or at least pray for him to give you things. And I think that's what I like is our part is taking responsibility for owning the need. But the most powerful part is, you know, I deserve to have my needs and wants met, not just the needs, not no deprivation here, needs and wants and believing in abundance, abundance for everybody. Back to reading. Our part is healthy giving, not out of caretaking, guilt, obligation, and codependency, but out of a healthy relationship with ourselves, God and all of God's creations. And I think that includes giving our gifts, which we all have, I believe, unique gifts. Our part is simply to be who we are and love being that. It's kind of what I was saying. Today I will practice the belief that all my needs today shall be met. And you know what? I woke up in fear and all my needs today were met. 
Back to the reading. I will step into harmony with God and his universe, knowing that I count. The next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. The topic is self-value. We have a real life of our own. Yes, we do. That empty feeling that senses that everyone except us has a life, an important life, a valuable life, a better life, is a remnant from the past. Wow. Wow. You know, at the time of this reading, there's, you know, a certain time of the week where, you know, I kind of struggle and I realize that is a remnant from, you know, that's a story from, you know, age 18, freshman year of college. So I'm going to read that again with, with feeling here. That empty feeling that senses that everyone except us has a life, an important life, a valuable life, a better life is a remnant from the past. It is also a self-defeating belief that is inaccurate. We are real. So is our life. Jump into it and we'll see. Today, I will live my life and treasure it as mine. Now we move on to ACA Strengthening My Recovery and the topic is false belief. The effects of verbal and emotional abuse are hard to comprehend because we never thought to challenge what was said to us or about us until we found ACA. If we were told we were worthless or ignorant as children, we believed it without question, especially when it comes from an illiterate grandmother, in my case. For many of us, our caretakers taught us in action and deed that we were worthless. When there was no food, we thought it was because we deserved none. We were bad. We cried alone in our rooms, but eventually learned not to cry when we saw that it made us more vulnerable. It was also like there was no point to it. We retreated from our bodies and emotions until nothing was left but confusion. Wow. And I was just referring to the vagueness. And I think I'm so grateful for these programs to consistently emphasize the importance of getting into your bodies because, you know, I can't think my, you know, I think it was in Bradshaw's book and it's, it's comes, it's easier to act your way into a new way of thinking than think your way into a new way of acting. And I can't think my way out of trauma, but I could feel it. And, you know, the other thing I'm, I'm understanding is crying and laughing are not bad things. Uh, they were bad things um, growing up. Back to the reading. We retreated from our bodies and emotions until nothing was left but confusion. The trauma was complete. We'd become numbed out zombies, compulsively seeking the next shock to remind us we were still alive. We now allow ourselves to get angry at those who harmed us and others who knew and did nothing. We journal, we talk to friends, we rage and hit pillows with wiffle bats and scream if we have to, but we don't hold it all in. We let go of blaming ourselves. We know we weren't the cause of what happened. We let go of blaming ourselves. We know we weren't the cause of what happened. That's not an affirmation. I don't know what is. We now cho- choose to be around those who validate us when we talk about what happened and let go of those who stare blankly as we recount our childhood. We don't spell it out. We just let go. On this day, I choose to talk to those who can truly hear me and let go of those who can't. I know I'm worthwhile and deserve to have caring people in my life. And the final reading, man, great readings today, uh, comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is parental blame. It is not the purpose of the 12 steps of ACA to place blame on the parents or caregivers. However, the adult child also must not shield the parents during the inventory process. And I think Pia Melody puts it best in facing codependency. 
that blame won't get me out of that codependency loop. Holding you know, parents accountable will. There's a big difference between accountable and blame. Back to the reading. Condemning or raging at ourselves for not doing something right is a carryover from dysfunctional childhood. Wow, I was just having that thought earlier today about like, you know, why, wow, this is just really illuminating to have this reaffirmed that these are, not only are these not my thoughts, these are like 20, 25 year old thoughts that, you know, as was said in the previous reading, were inaccurate. Back to the reading. The beha- this behavior was programmed into us. In ACA, we learn to change that by reprogramming ourselves to be kind to both our inner child and our adult self. When we're tempted to get stuck in blaming our parents for everything that's wrong in our lives, we're remain reminded that ACA is not about blame. Yep, it's about healing and caring and becoming your own loving parent, feeling your feelings. And a lot of those ACA slogans, including be still and know. Might be a good time for me to go read that page again. Anyways, back to the reading. We revisit the past to learn why we think and act as we do and find out how to change our thought patterns. And we accept responsibility for our own actions as adults. And I think this is the more important part and something I want to emphasize uh, to myself. And we accept responsibility for our own actions as adults. While we strive to forgive our parents so we can let go of our resentment, this doesn't mean we forgive their deeds. We learn to forgive the person separate from the action. Dysfunction is a family disease passed down through the generations. And yeah, my unfortunately, my dad had a dysfunctional family. Um, dysfunction, uh, even though we forgive, it may still be necessary to separate from people who continue to be unsafe. We recognize where our self-harming behaviors originated and know that we don't have to hang on to them. We accept that we are human beings. And as such, we know that we will inevitably make mistakes. But we are not now, nor have we ever been, a mistake. On this day, I honor myself as my own best friend. I will stop the cycle of self-inflicted emotional abuse learned through the generations of dysfunction. That's the other dangerous thing about blaming parents. This goes way past, you know, this goes way past that part. So um, just a, a great uh, a great reading. And also just forgiving myself for mistakes. And, you know, I... I, I before I finish, that concludes today's readings. One, another powerful thing I, I came across on forgiveness. Um, I was watching a YouTube video, and it was something about forgiveness. You can't just forgive as a, like a self, like an ulter, having ulterior motives. To truly forgive, you need to let go and forget and forget everything. And I'm not talking about like with regards to trauma. I'm just talking about things, you know, like relationships that I've had in my life. Uh, you know, like in the last year or two years. And if you're not, if I'm not ready to let go and forget completely, then I'm not ready to forgive. And that concludes today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawant Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is, to be still and know, to love myself, and to feel my feelings.